Hey there, I'm Brittany, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Cape Cod Church, you can visit our website at capecodchurch.com. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy this message in our Christmas series, Wrapped, The Art of Giving. Hey, welcome again. Uh, It's me again. I'm going to put these on just so you think I'm somebody different this time. There we go. I don't don't need them to see or anything like that. Um, How's everybody doing? Good. Feels good, doesn't it? Um, here, here we are again, another, uh, another new year, um, day two of the new year, as a matter of fact. Um, so how's everybody doing with those New Year's resolutions? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, show of hands, uh, how, how many folks uh, make New Year's resolutions, made one or two for this year? A few folks, yeah, a few, a few. Um, honest show of hands, how many, how many people are like me, and you're going to start those resolutions, especially the eat better and exercise more resolution tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, You know, I love the the, uh, New Year starting on the weekend because it it doesn't sound wrong for us to say, yeah, I'm going to start eating well on Monday. Monday, yeah, that's a new day. I'm going to start eating well on Monday. So we get a couple extra days. Um, So as we we saw in the year-end video just now, this has been quite a year. 2021 was quite a year for us as a church. Uh, We definitely wrapped up 2021 with with a bang. Um, Even though at times, it was a pretty weird year out there. Um, we as a church uh, finish strong, especially when it comes to your generosity. Um, if you haven't been with us through the pandemic, at the beginning of the pandemic, we said to ourselves as a church, hey, um, in this time of scarcity or potential scarcity, uh, we're going to step into generosity. We're going to be known as a, a generous church even in a time of scarcity. And and you've done that in amazing ways, especially in the last few months, including including, uh, back in November when we committed to fund four major projects um, to to help uh, uh, folks as far away as Tanzania and and as close as uh, hungry kids right here on Cape Cod. You fully funded those. Uh, You fully funded those. And then in December, as we transitioned into, into Christmas, um, you were once again incredibly generous as you provided a joyful night of Christmas shopping uh, to 50, 50 families at the mall uh, who otherwise would have, would have potentially gone without. Uh, so no matter what was happening out there in the world uh, this past year, you have, as a church, very generously shared this gift of life uh, with our neighbors across the street and around the world. And you, you continue to do so. So well done, Cape Cod Church. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Clap for yourselves. Now, now I mentioned that gift. We've been talking about that gift, the gift of life, for quite a while now, right? Um, starting back with the, uh, with the Story Project series uh, in this fall, in the fall, and then right on through Missions Month, uh, the Signs of Life uh, uh, series, and, and then the, the last month in the four-week celebration of Christmas. Uh, we, we discovered in all of that that, that this gift of life, uh, it's God's desire to give us this gift of life. And that, in fact, is what the whole story of creation is about. Uh, it's about that, that God created us and, and everything else so that he could share the gift of full and abundant and eternal life with us. Ultimately, that that gift of life came to us in the person of Jesus Christ, uh, whose birth we celebrated last week. Jesus brought the gift. Uh, Jesus made it possible for us to receive the gift. And as it turns out, Jesus is the gift, the gift of life. 
Understanding that and understanding the nature of the gift itself is what brings full and abundant and joyful life to us as his followers. So the Apostle John, um, the, the disciple who wrote the, the Gospel of John, uh, famously the, the disciple whom Jesus loved, he called himself that, by the way. Um, the, the Apostle John had, had a, unique, uh, a unique way of referring to Jesus um, that, that can help us see how big and all-encompassing this, this gift of life really is. Uh, you've heard this before. In fact, uh, just a couple weeks ago, Brittany uh, mentioned this and, and talked about one of these verses. Uh, but, but John, the, the writer, called Jesus the Word. The Word. He famously starts his gospel, uh, the gospel of John, the account of Jesus' life and, and teachings. He starts the gospel with, with a mysterious phrase, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, and, and then a bit later he, in, the, in the gospel, he clarifies exactly who it is he's talking about. Uh, down in verse 14 of, of chapter 1 of, of John, that same chapter, John writes this. He says, um, the Word became flesh. There's, there it is again. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. John said this because he was, he was there with Jesus. He touched him. He knew him. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. So the word is the Son. Of course, we know now that, that John was talking about Jesus, the, the one he'd seen and, and touched and eaten with and hung out with and, and after the resurrection came to believe was in fact the incarnate Son of God. But, but here again, John John calls Jesus the Word. Uh, so what is that all about? Um, like the other three gospel writers, uh, John wrote to a, a Greek audience. He, he wrote in Greek. Uh, he wrote to a Greek-speaking primarily audience, an audience at the very least was very heavily influenced by, by Greek culture and Greek philosophy. And this Greek word that John uses for the Word um, is, is a word that means simply word in Greek, but, but it means so much more. It's the word logos, logos. Uh, this was an idea with huge meaning to the Greeks, this logos. Uh, basically, the, the Greek philosophers, especially the Stoics, uh, uh, Stoic philosophers within the Greeks, uh, believed that the, the logos, or, or the word, was the, was the force that literally held the entire universe together. They saw the Logos as the sum of all the wisdom and, and logic and reason and ideas and laws that mattered, uh, that, that, that gave, the world, uh, uh, gave the world structure and, and gave meaning to creation. Uh, you might recognize uh, the, the word uh, within some of our English words. Uh, logos is, is in words like logic and logistics and biology and psychology, Logos. So John explicitly here, and, and later the Apostle Paul also indirectly uh, wrote that Jesus was the Word, uh, the one whom the Greeks, without knowing, to, knowing it, were referring to when they described the Logos. Pretty cool, huh? Cool, yes, um, but, but that's a lot for us to wrap our minds around. This idea that Jesus is the Logos, or the Word, and as the Word, he is in fact the gift of life, the gift of grace and truth that God wants us to have and share with others. Pretty big idea. And, and I don't know about you, but when, but when I hear that God wants me to have the gift that includes all the wisdom and ideas and reason and goodness and law and justice that holds the universe together, I want to know more about it. I want to know more about that gift. 
The last, last few years, um, uh, we as an extended family in the, in the main household uh, with both of our girls now married ha have done what a lot of you probably do with adult children. You, you draw names to see who gives gifts to who. Um, the, the idea being that we eliminate the need for everybody to feel like they have to buy uh, everyone else a, a nice gift as the family grows. We, we added a new adult member this year. And as a side benefit, it takes uh, some of the focus off of the gift giving so that we can, we can pay more attention to, and just enjoy the time that we have together. Uh, that said, I, I still got some pretty cool gifts uh, this year that, that I much appreciated. Um, one of my favorites uh, was from my youngest daughter, Hannah, the, the one that just got married. Um, she, by the way, bypassed the gift giving draw names rule by calling this a stocking stuffer. It's not really a gift yet, it's a stocking stuffer. Um, but this, this was probably so far the most used of my gifts, um, the book of terribly awesome dad jokes. Um, if you know me, I am a, a dad joke connoisseur. Um, I think there's probably two or 300 classics like, what happens if you throw a green rock into the Red Sea? It gets wet. What would the Terminator be called in his retirement? The exterminator. <laughs> good, good dad jokes. There, there's a, uh, if, you, if you come to one of the men's groups uh, this, uh, this fall, I might let you borrow it. Uh, but uh, uh, the, the gift that intrigued me the most, though, that, that kind of uh, caught my attention was an unexpected gift from my other daughter, Sarah, who, who had, in fact, drawn my name. And knowing my propensity for, uh, for finding little projects around the house to do and, and my love of cool gadgets, she got me one of those, those ladders. Um, I think it's uh, aptly called a gorilla ladder, but it's one of those ladders that can fold and do that and do this. Several different configurations and heights. You can, you can make a low work platform out of it or, or a tall ladder to lean against the house or a step ladder. Or you can even configure it somehow with a board to make a scaffold. Um, and as of, you know, it's wicked cool, but as of yet, uh, I don't have a clue how to make it do all of that. Um, because it's still sitting in the garage right where it was when we celebrated uh, Christmas as a family on Tuesday, and, and I haven't glanced at the instructions yet. Um, I know what it is. I kind of know what it does, um, but I, I still need to understand it before I can fully appreciate it and enjoy it and, and use it. Um, and it will go completely against all of my instincts as a male, but eventually I'm going to have to read the instructions. Uh, I think in a similar way, uh, appreciating and enjoying and using this, this gift of life that we've been given requires some understanding as well. Uh, the really good news, I think, is that, that Jesus promises that he himself will provide that understanding uh, if, if we're willing to seek it and receive it. Uh, decades after he wrote his gospel account of Jesus's life and teaching, John, uh, the disciple now known uh, as John the Elder, uh, wrote letters of instruction and encouragement back to uh, some of the growing churches of Jesus's followers in the area that is now southwestern Turkey. Uh, these, were, these were small house churches, not, not like what we think of as a church, but, but they were experiencing some confusion about, uh, about how to live out the gift of life that they've been given and, and how to relate to the world around them and how to relate to each other as followers of Jesus. And into that confusion, uh, John closes his first of three letters to them uh, with an assurance that I think should give us some comfort as well. Uh, 
in, in the book of 1 John, the letter of 1 John, chapter 5, the last chapter beginning uh, at, verse, at the beginning of verse 20, John the elder writes this. Uh, he says, And we know that the Son of God has come. Tying again back to the Son of God, the Word. He has given us understanding that so we can know, so that we can know the true God. So the Son of God has come, the gift has come, and with that gift, He has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. So according to John, uh, the, the key to understanding this God of the universe and of understanding the, God, the, the uh, grand story of everything God had created and why he had created it and why and how it all makes sense, uh, the key to understanding all of that is found in Jesus, uh, the Word, the Logos, the one who had come uh, as God himself in human form. So, so cool to think about. Jesus didn't just come to save us. He came to help us, or he came to make sense of everything for us. He didn't just come to save us. He came to make sense of things for us through Jesus. The good stuff, the bad stuff, the in-between stuff can all make sense. And in doing so, he showed us the logic. There's that word behind it all. So uh, the question is, how can we best access how can we best access this gift that we're promised of understanding? Understanding perhaps everything. Uh, that's what I'd like to talk about in, in uh, practical terms uh, for the rest of our, our, our time this morning. Um, first, I, 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 before I do that, I think it's important to recognize that there, there is both a supernatural and a natural element to this understanding that Jesus promises and that we pursue. Um, Jesus came to us as a man, a fully human man who began life as we celebrated last week as a little baby. Um, he grew and he ate and he slept uh, just like we do and with a human body, just like ours. At the same time though, in a, in a way that we can't fully understand with our human minds, um, Jesus, the man, was also at the same time the creator God of the universe. Uh, simultaneously, fully human and fully God, uh, natural and supernatural, at the same time a carpenter and a teacher, but also the, the logos that holds the universe together. Uh, so as we seek to understand him, as we look at these practical things to understand God, uh, we, we should recognize that there's both this natural and a supernatural element. Uh, but with that in mind, let me, let, me, let me talk about the practical, the natural part of this. Because um, here are three things that you can do in this new year, starting tomorrow, like my diet. Um, three things that you can do to grow in your understanding of the, the gift of abundant life uh, that Jesus offers us. First, um, first thing, and you've heard us talk about this a lot. Pastor Ben talks about it quite a bit. Uh, first thing is uh, to develop a daily habit of dedicated time alone with God. We call, we call it a quiet time, a quiet time. Uh, what that looks like is kind of up to you and God, um, but, but some, some basics should probably include um, no distractions, you know, turn off the TV, ignore the work emails. Um, it may require that you get up early uh, before anybody else in the house. Um, some time in prayer, and usually that means that you, you pray before you start and you pray as you finish this quiet time with God, or you, or you may pray all the way, way through. Uh, certainly some time in the written scripture, the, the, the word of God. A um, couple tools for that that are great. Uh, we've got a devotional, a daily devotional that, that we put up on our website done by uh, Chaplain Ken Hart here at Cape Cod Church. Just go to the website and get that. But there's a myriad of, of devotionals that are available, or, or you may just want to be reading your Bible. We're going to talk about that in a minute. 
um, but uh, some sort of time in Scripture. Um, and, then, and then other things that you might include, um, journaling. A lot of folks write down what they're hearing from God or questions they have for God or prayers that they have. Um, maybe some music, um, some worship music as part of your time alone. Uh, maybe some meditating on the Scripture. Uh, what, what it includes isn't that important necessarily. Uh, the key is that you set aside the time, uh, ideally at the same time every day, and you focus on what God may be saying to you through prayer and through his written word. In other words, what he wants you to understand for the day. For me, uh, early in the morning is, is my time. Um, alarm goes off early before anybody else is even thinking about getting up. Um, I got one of those auto brew coffee pots. Best guy should have gotten the Nobel Prize for that. Best invention ever. Um, the uh, coffee is waiting for me when I get downstairs. I sit in the same seat with Bible or Bible app, uh, devotional maybe, and, uh, and it doesn't happen every single day, um, but, but I can tell you that when it does, it changes my day because I, I feel the tangible presence of God with me starting my day and, uh, and throughout the day. Uh, so in, in 2022, something for you to think about, start a daily quiet time if you don't already, uh, something uh, you'll be glad you did if you try it. Uh, second practical way, uh, practical way to, to grow in your understanding of this, this gift of life we've been given uh, through Jesus is, is to pursue that understanding alongside other people who are doing the same thing. Best way to do that here at Cape Cod Church is uh, by joining one of our small groups, joining one of our small groups. Um, our small groups are uh, coming out at Christmas break next week, uh, the week of the 10th, they'll start meeting again. Uh, we've got groups for men, groups for women, groups for couples, group for mixed, mixed uh, uh, adults, uh, family group. Uh, we've even got a group that, that studies the Bible and then go walks and runs around the parking lot together. Um, lots of different groups uh, available for you. Um, some meet uh, here at the church, some meet out in homes. Um, and, and honestly, we've got a couple and probably a couple more this semester who meet just on Zoom, just out of caution. Um, so uh, you can check all of that out online on our small groups page. If you go to capecodchurch.com, uh, there's, a, there's a menu up top right. Just click on that. Connect and Grow will take you to the small groups menu, uh, small groups page, and, and you can see all the groups that are available. Uh, you can sign up for them. You can even email the group leader. Um, and if all else fails, just call or email me at the church um, in the coming week, and, and I'll help you get connected into a small group community. Uh, and finally, the third practical way that you can grow in your understanding and his love for you and, and his plan for your life um, in the gift of life itself, understanding the gift of life itself is to spend time, uh, lots of time, in his written word. Uh, we've said it many times before, but uh, research has shown over and over and over again uh, that the single best way to grow in your understanding of and relationship with God is to, to read and, and to study and to meditate on and to memorize and to apply the words of the Bible. Um, the very words, in fact, that Jesus himself inspired. And, and that makes sense when, when you think about it. Because um, as we've seen, as, as John and Paul and others wrote, Jesus is the word. Uh, the logos, the, the source and representation of, of all wisdom and justice and reason that holds the world together and, and gives it purpose. Um, his, his written word, the Bible, uh, the, the writings he inspired, um, is in fact the, the, the tangible, approachable 
digital or excuse me, digestible record that, that encapsulates all of that. Um, so encountering God's written word then is encountering the same thing as encountering God's son, the word. So anytime we spend doing that is time very well spent, especially for those of us who have made the decision uh, to trust and follow Jesus. Now, I suspect that some of you are already saying to yourself, uh, I have tried reading the Bible before. Um, it is confusing. Um, it is boring. It is kind of weird. Um, and it didn't do anything for me. So um, I tried. Uh, which is why I'd like to finish by taking, uh, uh, talking about a few tools that, that may help with that, and, and also by trying challenge you to try reading it again using one of those tools. Uh, the first tool is called the Bible app. Uh, the Bible app. The Bible app is a, a tool, an app, obviously, from Version, Ministry of a Church out in Oklahoma, so it costs nothing to use, um, has no ads, which is virtually unheard of for apps these days. Um, but with the Bible app, you can read the Bible in just about any English version translation, um, or if you want, you can read it in dozens of other languages. Uh, plus, you can listen to it while somebody else reads it, reads to you from the app, which is great if you're, you're driving or walking the dog or working out tomorrow. Um, uh, you can also uh, highlight and uh, share with your friends some of your, your favorite verses, uh, stuff that, you, that catches your eye. You can do that, share on social media or, or directly. Uh, a cool way to let your friends know what you're, what you're reading and what you're learning. And, and perhaps the best part is that the, the Bible app is always with you because it's on your phone or your, or your tablet, which, uh, of course, we would never be without those, would we? Um, one of the most useful features of the Bible app, uh, and, I, and I really encourage you to check this out, one of the most re useful features is the reading plans that are contained uh, within the Bible app. There, there are literally hundreds of them of, of various lengths, including several plans, several plans that will guide you through reading the entire Bible in a year. Um, if you want more info on the, on the Bible app, you can go to either the Welcome or the Connect desk. We've got some flyers uh, that uh, tell you where to find it, how to load it, and what to do with it. Or you can just go to the website, uh, bible.com. Um, the second great resource for engaging with the Bible in a, in a way that will help build a deeper understanding of, of Jesus and this gift of life that he offers is called the Bible Project. We have the Bible app, now we have the Bible Project. Uh, the Bible Project is, a, a lot of you are familiar with it, but it's a nonprofit video studio out in uh, Oregon uh, that produces, uh, for the last seven or eight years, uh, been producing animated videos that brilliantly, brilliantly explain the Bible. And not just what the various passages and verses and segments of the Bible mean, but they do a really good job of showing how the Bible is this unique collection of literature, of poetry, of prose, of genealogies, of history. But this collection of literature written by over a course of 1,500 years or so by dozens of different authors, um, but all inspired by God in a way that together, as the Bible Project likes to, uh, folks like to say, um, be becomes one continuous story that leads to Jesus. One continuous story that leads to Jesus. Pretty cool. Uh, check out their videos, BibleProject.com. A lot of you, again, have seen those before, maybe in your small group. Um, and as of yesterday, they've got a really cool new app. They finally have a Bible Project app. We can access all the uh, videos uh, from the app, plus uh, learning content, plus classroom content. Uh, check it out. It's available uh, as of now in your, in your app store. And, and finally, 
Uh, this is an oldie, oldie but goodie. We've, we've talked about this uh, and used this tool before. Uh, but the third tool is called, quite simply, Read Scripture. Read Scripture. Um, Read Scripture is, a, is an app-based reading plan uh, that will guide you through the entire Bible in a year. And, and it also includes, from the Bible Project, some, some well-timed, well-placed videos to help you understand what you're reading. And what makes the Read Scripture plan different, perhaps, from all the others, is that some great tools for organizing and understanding the Bible better. It organizes the reading into these logical segments. You know, it's not just start Genesis 1-1, go to Revelation 22, whatever. It's logical segments, sometimes a little bit out of out of order from what you would see in your paper Bible, um, that, that highlight how the Bible is, in fact, this, this one continuous story that always points to Jesus and always talks about uh, God's love for us and his desire to give us the gift of life. So now for the, uh, the challenge I mentioned earlier. Um, uh, every couple of years, I, I try to read the Bible cover to cover, uh, the entire Bible in a year. Um, it's, it's always an amazing adventure. I don't do it every year, typically every other year. Um, and this is an every other year. And I've, so I've resolved to do it again in 2022 using the Read Scripture app and that plan. So if you're, if you're somebody that hasn't read the Bible before, or maybe you've read it a little bit and you weren't really sure about it, I, I challenge you to do that with me, um, to, to read the entire written logos, if you will, um, to see for yourself what's in there and, and how it might change your life. Uh, if you'd like to give that a try, stop by at the Connect Desk, the one on this side of the lobby after the service. Uh, they'll have flyers uh, that will uh, walk you through loading up the app and how the plan works. And, and, and if you leave me your name and your contact info on the uh, sign-up sheet at the Connect Desk, I'll, uh, I'll send you emails uh, during the year uh, of encouragement and maybe answer questions and stuff like that um, so that we can do it together. Sound good? So if, yeah, yeah, if you're, if you're up for the challenge, plan on starting that with me, you guessed it, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. So, so daily quiet time, um, joining a small group or a community, uh, some sort of community of folks who are chasing after Jesus and, and encountering, encountering is the greatest, the best word for this, encountering God's written word. These are great ways, all three great ways for you to, to grow in your understanding and relationship with the God of truth, uh, the God who loves you greatly and, and desires for you to enjoy this gift of full, abundant, eternal life that he offers us all. So give him a try. Give him a try in, in 2022. Uh, see what fits, what works, and it may end up being your, your best year ever. So I debated, uh, I debated whether to include this part, but before I pray, can I, can I get a little bit real for a minute? Um, for a lot of us, I think, I think I feel it, for a lot of us, the dawn of 2022 feels kind of different, doesn't it? Um, for, for me, maybe, maybe it's mostly me, but, but last year we were so excited about getting 2020 behind us. And, and the promise of, of, of getting back to something like normal in 2021. And we had some great normal 2021 times. We had some great things happening in 2021, as the videos showed. But I think as we just closed out 2021, um, 
we're, we're feeling, some of us, like normal is still pretty far away. Uh, the virus, as we heard, is once again everywhere. Uh, our political climate is still pretty toxic. Um, everything's more expensive than it was this time last year. A lot of folks are just wondering where to turn to uh, for hope. To me, to me, that's why this gift of understanding that I've been talking about is so critical, so critical, especially those of us who trust Jesus as, his, uh, as Lord. Um, because if we can step back, I think, if we can step back and understand God's grand story, the, the story how he created us and everything around us, just so that he could give us this gift of a full, eternal life and relationship with him, if we can understand that, we've got to have hope. We've got to have hope. Uh, no matter what 2022 might bring, because this gift of life, the, the gift of understanding and hope and joy and peace, the gift that God offers us through his son, Jesus Christ, does not in any way, in any way, depend on our circumstances. It's a gift. Uh, it simply requires that, that we accept and receive it from him. And he promises understanding, and he promises joy, and he promises peace. If, if you've never done that, um, if you've never made that decision to surrender and trust and follow Jesus Christ, then perhaps today is the day to do so. Because it's a brand new year. It's a brand new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Let me, uh, let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much uh, for this new year, um, for this new opportunity, for this new time. <laughs> but we recognize that uh, you are the same God, the same God. It's a new year, but you're the same God. You're the God who has given us the gift of life. You're the God who created everything so that we could enjoy that gift. You're the God that loves us enough that you came in human form to save us and to help us make sense of all of this. We praise you for that this morning. Father, we lift up uh, those, not only from our staff, but those uh, who are sick, those who are those who are alone, and those who are struggling at the beginning of this new year. We ask for your healing, your miraculous healing that would show those folks who are searching for hope that hope is found in you. Guide us in this new year. Guide us as a church. Inspire us drive us, lift us up, fill us with that gift of life that you came to give us, but not to keep to ourselves. The gift, the, the ultimate gift that's meant to be re-gifted and shared with others. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your son. We thank you for the word and your word. Give us understanding in this new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for tuning into this message from our Christmas series, Wrapped. 
If this is your first time listening, we'd love to meet you in person. We have services every Sunday at 10 a.m. in East Falmouth, Massachusetts, or you can join us for our live stream services on YouTube at the same time. And if you enjoyed the Cape Cod Church podcast, we hope you'll consider leaving us a review so that other people can discover us too. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode.